Hey everybody, Josh Sirtson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Tim Pachote, the Liberty Advisor, and a big part of the Great Reset, I believe, will be via the housing market. Of course, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. The idea is you won't own property. It'll be loaned to you basically based on your good behavior. And a big uh, historical moment is happening before our eyes right now. Not a lot of people are noticing it. Everyone still thinks, oh, the housing market, it's just money, money, money coming in. Eventually what goes up must come down and it's been so manipulated. It's been so taken over by BlackRock and uh, other similar companies. It is, we're, li we're looking at basically a housing Armageddon coming soon. And I wanted to go into a couple of these articles. Of course, Tim Pachote is a certified financial planner. So you could find him at thelibertyadvisor.com. And if you want to become a client of his, go to that site if you are in the United States. Anyway, let's get into this. As this article says, CNBC, mortgage demand falls to the lowest level in 22 years amid rising rates and slowing home sales. The average contract uh, interest rate for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages with conforming loan balances, 647200 or less, increased to 5.4% from 5.33%. Applications for a mortgage to purchase a home fell 7% for the week and or 21% lower than the same week one year ago. Refinance demand dropped 6% for the week and was down 75% year over year. And uh, on top of that, I recently saw this in Zero Hedge, major turning point, U.S. housing inventory rises for first time since 2019. We're starting to see some cracks in the seams um, for the housing market, which has been so insanely propped up for so many years now beyond um, any fundamental understanding at this point. Uh, and it's happening everywhere. Bank of Canada says some Canadians could see mortgage payments jump by 45 percent in 2025 to 2026 as rates rise, central bank highlights rising debt loads and falling home prices among risks. And of course, this all is very well analyzed in all the most evil possible ways by the World Economic Forum. If you go to their site, there's a, a page that says future of real estate. And they talk about how to navigate this. They have a few articles on um, housing market, including here are five policies to help solve the global housing crisis. A lot of that involves basically bringing government as your lord and savior, basically. Um, remember, if, if after 2020, all these people became dependent in many ways on, uh, you know, moratoriums. And, you know, landlords didn't get paid out. Again, part of the Communist Manifesto is basically just uh, absolutely obliterating landlords and uh, renters weren't able to pay and it caused a huge debt crisis. And on top of that, uh, I believe that when all that is finished, done and said in the background, it, it turned into or I've, I've been predicting this since March 2020, it would turn into a situation where basically the governments of the world will take these homes um, from the banks who are repossessing them, giving them back for free. In my opinion, I think this will happen to some degree. And again, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy because they will protect you from the problems they create in the first place. The only thing is you have to sell your soul. Tim, I, let's get into this a little bit. We have a lot to unpackage here. Mortgage demand falls to lowest level in 22 years. Can you tell us a little bit about what you think is happening to the real estate market after all these years of just bullish, um, you know, bullish practice in the housing market? Yeah, well, I mean, it's pretty obvious what's going on right now is that as interest rates go up, people's payments are going up. And then as 
people are, you know, their pocketbooks are already tighter right now because they're spending more at the pump, they're spending more at the grocery store, spending more, uh, you know, basically doing everything right now. And so, you know, that's less money that they have to then spend on new houses. And so it is a really tricky situation to try to, you know, prognosticate on what exactly is going to happen next. And, you know, obviously real estate is, you know, hyper local and, you know, do your own research on whatever's going on. So, you know, what's going on here is going to be a lot different than what's going on from wherever you live. But, you know, right now, like one of the tricky things is in terms of like what might be different this time. And again, you know, anytime someone says it might be different this time, it's, you know, usually time to turn off the station, but not in this case. But what's different this time is that you do have, um, you know, rising, you know, commodity prices. And so, I mean, if you wanted to go rebuild that same home yourself, you know, so there is somewhat of like a floor of what home prices could go down because, you know, while raw materials and inflation have just price pushed, I mean, obviously lumber has gone down a little bit. Actually, it's gone down like 50%, but it also did go up like hundreds of percent too. So, uh, you know, so lumber is still high, relatively speaking, even though it has come down, pretty much all the other components of a house are high. Labor to then have the house built is high. And so, you know, to have a house built is very expensive, which then somewhat puts a floor on what prices could go down. And then there's also probably, you know, you did mention housing inventory rising. I think some of that is people trying to, you know, and even like from the average person I talk to, not necessarily like awake and people, you know, friends of ours, but just like regular type people do see that, hey, you know, I bought a house for 300 and now it's 900 and that was only like six years ago. You know, let's cash out now and, you know, get in now while the getting's good. And so I think you get a lot of people doing that, but then they're like, well, then where do I go? Because now like the rents are also through the roof as well. And so it's kind of created this whole situation where, you know, if you were renting, uh, you know, then the, you know, the average, you know, rental rate has just gone through the roof. And I think I did see another article today where just eclipse uh, in May was the first time that the average rental uh, market eclipsed $2,000. And so people do have to go somewhere. So if you already are in a home, you're somewhat trapped because, you know, odds are you probably have around a 3% mortgage. And so to go from a 3% mortgage to a five and a half or, you know, wherever it is, right, 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 right. The second, uh, you know, it obviously is a gigantic jump and pretty much the only, the only reason I would see for, you know, if you are renting and I'm actually renting right now, uh, the only reason why I think I'd go from renting to actually owning would be to try to survive the Great Reset and, and to get a place that's outside the city to be able to grow your own food. And it's actually some of the things that, you know, Josh and I are looking for, you know, those types of places right now. But, you know, aside from that, you know, I wouldn't want to be going into one of these big major city centers. Yeah, you don't want to be in the middle of some suburb in LA of all places buying like a big house. Not that anyone could possibly afford to do that unless they work for BlackRock. But the point is, Tim, we're seeing so many things culminate at the same time. You have inflation. So <clears throat> the price of living is incredibly inflated at this point. But at the same time, uh, so like your purchasing power is less, but at the same time, housing prices are skyrocketing. $2,000 a month for rent is insane. Like 10 years ago, 10, uh, yeah, that's the average. That, uh, 10 years ago, uh, I remember the prices then, I'm like, oh, this is a bit expensive. <laughs> it's like double that now. It's unbelievable. And on top of that, the supply chain issues. I mean, how can they manipulate us and utilize this uh, like falling market, which obviously people have just been blinded by and it's just gone skyrocketing over the years. I mean, look at Toronto, look at LA, look at Vancouver, look at Seattle, look at Dallas. I mean, it's so over the top ridiculous. Uh, it, yeah, Phoenix, Arizona, insanity. It used to be like one of the cheaper places to buy and now it's just like absolutely out of this world. But with all these things culminating, 
uh, and, and people just getting blindsided unless they listen to us uh, uh, by this by this um, uh, potential beginning of the collapse of the um, real estate market, uh, hyper localized, as you said, but in most big cities anyway. Um, what can people like? What can people expect the Great Reset to do when when it comes to all this? Because obviously they're trying to get us into social credit. They're trying to get us into this transhumanism, and a big part of it is private property. So when we see you know the collapse of a real estate market, how are all the ways that we can be controlled by the inability to afford to live somewhere? I mean, it seems like a really great situation for them to make us dependent. Well, I mean, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I mean, uh, shelter is one of the very first things. So, I mean, what is it, like food, water, shelter? I mean, I guess, you know, you might put air ahead of that. And, you know, things like Alex Jones talks about, too. I mean, you're getting down to the basics. Yeah. And so, you know, there's pretty much nothing more basic besides, you know, food and water and air than where you live and putting a roof over your head. And so if they can make you dependent, if they can make you take some sort of mark or some sort of universal basic income that will probably be in the form of a central bank digital currency, well then at that point when they've got the money that they can control you and, and at that point, you know, hey, you uh, were in DC as a Trump voter on January 6th, like boom, you know, you're getting cut off and you're not allowed to spend money anymore. I mean, look what they're doing in your former homeland of Canada, taking uh, bank accounts of little old ladies who are donating 50 bucks to the truckers. And so, I mean, there's lots of- While these- banning guns and pushing the COVID restrictions even further. <laughs> it's insane. Exactly. And so, I mean, no one has a crystal ball on how this is go- playing out, but the elite, you know, they view us as pretty much, uh, and I hate even calling them elite, but this parasitic class basically views, you know, most people out there as useless eaters, the Klaus Schwabs of the world. And so they don't want as many humans on the world. And so the humans that they do have, they want to be able to control them. And I mean, you've got quotes like people from, uh, you know, like Zbigniew Brzezinski said, it used to be uh, far easier to control a million people than to kill a million people. And now it's sufficiently easier to kill a million people than to control them and so uh yeah and so that with the jabs they can they can kill people so why not do both so they're trying to kill people and control them and it's all going to be coming through the skies of convenience through one of these central bank currencies so you know they make people poor then they beg for help the help comes from you know that free quote-unquote government money and then you know and, and everything biden is talking about in terms of solving inflation always involves spending more money somehow so it's like oh the reason we don't have enough inflation even janet yellen's like well i was telling biden he should have had a his 1.9 trillion dollar program should have been a third less and if that would have passed and that would have solved inflation like oh yeah like spending like the reason why we have the problems now is because we didn't spend enough money uh like six months ago i mean it's like if, if we see like the gas prices as high as they are right now and uh you know on top of that, we see the inflation issue, we see the housing issue, we see the supply chain issue. I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point that we are in the beginning of one of the biggest um, monetary collapses in in modern history. And I think it's pretty obvious that we need to get prepared. But I mean, convenience, tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. So yeah, when they destroy your life, they hand you, uh, you know, they take a um, hundred freedoms away and give you back two and say, look, we, we're helping. It's like Ralph Wiggum, I'm helping. Like it's, it's literally the opposite. Everything they say is the opposite of the truth. It is essentially Orwellian doublethink, but it's so convenient in many ways for the state to have a bunch of people who don't know how any of this stuff works and their life is in ruins and they'll blame Putin and they'll blame, you know, uh, I don't know, the some COVID issue or whatever for these problems when it's the government in the first place doing all this stuff and they'll beg for help and they'll get the help and they'll own nothing and they'll be happy. That is how technocracy works. That is how they enslave mankind. And that is exactly what we're witnessing at this moment 
imagine what happens when everyone gets little tiny homes and uh, you know they're in little watershed developments and they're basically controlled by the United Nations through treaties and carbon essentially credits. carbon credits and all these different things and basically um, you don't have to pay to live necessarily in taxes anymore you're gonna pay to live with your soul with your life with your freedom they're you're they're making cattle of people because hey hey this cattle walking on this farm there might be fences up but hey you get to eat this grass we gave you this grass we we totally didn't lock you up in the first place and we're totally not about to slaughter you i mean the best slave is one that thinks that they're free and so i mean with the modern day banking system we are all essentially in this high-tech slave system yeah. without even knowing it i mean obviously our viewers and listeners know that we're in this slave system the unless you're new to this and the average person doesn't know this and the other thing is i mean I'm not necessarily predicting like a complete collapse in housing because, you know, if your people are then trapped in their existing homes, I don't see necessarily trapped, but, you know, actually they, they could actually literally be trapped in their homes as they were the past two years. But it's really the collapse is going to come from Americans purchasing power is where the real collapse is going to be coming from. So even if they are in their home and they do have a low mortgage and they're stuck there, well, they can't really move to another home because now their interest costs are basically going to double. And so no one's going to want to go from a 2.8% to a, you know, five and a half to, you know, what could be, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, something more historically, uh, you know, relevant. But the other thing too, the way to think about this is if the government admitted inflation rate is let's say eight and a half and the mortgage is five and a half, that's still basically in real terms a negative three percent interest rate mm -hmm. on a home uh, and i think a lot of people aren't really thinking that way and haven't really heard too many people uh actually i really haven't heard anybody uh mention it that way and then right now or a couple of years ago when you had inflation you know stated at like zero or two and in, and the mortgage rates were three well if inflation is two and the mortgage is three then the real cost of your interest is one so i mean you could actually make the case now that in real terms it's actually more not you could like you literally in real terms it is cheaper now and so it could just be the situation where because people aren't moving and they're getting poorer and poorer relative to you know their income is not going up as much as uh the cost of all the chinese crap they buy and all the stuff they need to feed themselves and just sustain themselves that the main thing could just be a class in person power which is why they'll have to go to tiny homes as you know people are you know are just not moving around the uh, literally moving around as much because they're basically trapped by that low interest rate from a few years ago or you know you know eventually and again like we're talking about like when this shakes out when it all shakes out uh, eventually, I think the dollar is going to keep getting stronger, and then eventually that strength leads to weakness as it eventually collapses, you know, into something we would refer to as a dollar milkshake theory. And then when the dollar collapses, you could have in dollar terms prices of homes be like infinity, just because the currency is worthless. But in the interim, I actually think the dollar would keep getting stronger, which is something I was saying a couple of years ago, which is not maybe very popular in uh, you know in our sort of crowd. But I I fully hate the dollar system, hate all this entire system and eventually it is going to zero and it's going to zero a lot quicker than people like Charlie Munger who say, oh, it's going to zero in like 100 years. Well, yeah, it's not going to zero in 100 years. It's probably going to be a lot quicker than that. And so well, Janet Yellen, I, I, we won't see yeah, another but, crisis in our lifetime. That was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like right. That was like right before the whole pandemic occurred. And then the fact that I, mean, I have been reading lots of articles about her too, uh, or she's you know sort of been like one of these scapegoats of people trying to say, oh, she's just an academic, and we can't blame all the inflation on her because she's only been the Treasury Secretary for you know a year and a half. Like, oh yeah, well she was also the Fed Chair, uh, also was a disciple underneath Osama. Oh, but she's a woman. She's a woman, Tim. You have to respect women, no matter what they do, no matter how much havoc they cause, no matter how many car crashes. <coughs> sorry. 
but uh, the point is, it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. She's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> she, she's a. She definitely looks very strange. Anyway, I, I remember I did an episode once with uh, with John Snyson on this issue of, of Janet Yellen years ago when she first got in and she went away. She made all these crazy, uh, you know, adjustments at the Fed, and it turned out she did it while like almost hallucinating because she had a urinary tract infection and it hit the mainstream media that she was like in a state of like craziness and was like doing all this crazy stuff at the Fed. And I'm like, okay, yeah, well, I mean, probably better than whatever she was doing before she was hallucinating. And no but- one at the Fed talked about uh, how the inflation wasn't going to be transitory. I mean, a year ago, last May 2021, had a podcast with John called Inflation is Not Transitory. And so for all the yeah. various reasons that That's we have- for all the various reasons that we've talked about. So like, why are we paying, like to save a bunch of money is why don't we just fire every single one of these economists? We, there's no reason to even basically have a Federal Reserve. Yeah. And if you're gonna have a Federal Reserve, then there's no reason to have a Treasury. I mean, I don't think there's a reason. I mean, what's it the should be voluntary that? anyway. I mean, it's, it's basically, you're not you're not like, safeguarding anything. It's yeah. not like there's any treasure in the Treasury. All they're doing is managing the debt, which is mainly being bought by the Federal Reserve anyway. Which well, the is Treasurer now- is a human soul. Exactly. I mean, that is the biggest treasure would be the human soul. And and I think, you know, part of what they're doing with, you know, the jabs and everything else, sorry about that, is to, you know, essentially take away what it is to be human. And so if they can then alter you and alter the DNA that's inside of you with, you know, something that is basically patented, well, then now you've got patented DNA in you and basically turning yourselves into some sort of GMO uh, human, which is right. way off the topic of housing and everything else we're talking about. But I wanted to go with that a bit because so um, I remember a few years ago in New York City, walking around Manhattan uh, before the pandemic and seeing all these pencil uh, shaped buildings going up like these skinny little skyscrapers, but they're super tall. In fact, they're there's a lot of lawsuits. They had to cut down a few floors of some of them because they were so insanely tall and they were so skinny. They're like the size of a family home in width, but they were like a hundred stories. They're totally insane. And when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's the beginning of the end of the housing market. I'm sure, you know, there's going to be a bunch of stupidity of money just flowing into it, funny money. But I mean, here's the thing. And then Chinese uh, developers and all that kind of stuff, ghost cities um, eventually get taken over. But uh, but by then they've built two more like in China. But with that said, uh, I mean, if I could have had the foresight in May of 2021 to sell all of my crypto into the housing market and then sell it today from the uh, sell all the property in the housing market that I got with that crypto back into Bitcoin, I'd be like a multimillionaire. I mean, the opportunities were great. But with that said, aside from the investment uh, perspective, there's a more important investment that we all need to be making right now, and that's in humanity, survival, uh, self-sustainability. So- I thought you were gonna say guns. No, sorry. Well, that's a big part of it. You definitely need your guns, my friends. You definitely need your guns. Um, but I mean, and, and right now, I mean, seriously, the market is just getting insane for guns because everyone's rushing to buy them at the same time and there's no stock left on any of the shelves. I feel bad for a gun shop owner right now. It's just, I mean, I'm sure he's making money, but he can't even get a stock in because it's just the market's being flooded, which tells you there's chaos coming, which tells you you need to get out of big cities, which tells you that you need to be um, investing in your own life more than anything else um, for yourself, your family, and uh, your loved ones. So that comes to getting out of big cities. A big part of the Great Reset is pushing everyone into big cities for Agenda 2030 so they could kill you off and control you and use you as cattle and use you as pawns to sacrifice for the king and the queen. So a big part of that is being able to fish. A big part of that is being able to build your own plant your own, grow your own, dig your own wells, 
be sustainable and make you the supply chain itself. Um, and that supply chain is only a few feet from your door. And that's why I'm selling heirloom seeds uh, over at heavensharvest.com. You could use code WAM for free shipping in the United States. And that's why I have whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods where you save a bunch of money through us. These are very important things. I'm not just doing this to pitch this. Um, I think this is extremely important. As Tim said, they're basically destroying what it means to be human. So if the war is on humanity, then the solution is to be more human, be more empathetic, be more conscious, be more survivalist oriented, because that is what got humans to this point where they've had so many luxuries that now the luxuries themselves are destroying us and we're moving into technocracy and building a Tower of Babel. We need to build our own towers and not to the stars, but for us to be able to continue to live and continue to survive. And I think that's extremely important. Um, as always, Tim Pachote is over at thelibertyadvisor.com if you want to become a client of his. Uh, he does great work. And um, of course, make sure to check those links below for that. But there's so much more to go into. But at the end of the day, what we're dealing with is the beginning of a massive crisis that affects almost every part of your life, everything from finance, though that's the most important part, the financial part, because that's how they really control you. And on top of that, just basic consciousness, um, you know, health, uh, there's wars that are going for the guns. I mean, Which it is the only reason a lot of this tyranny has not enveloped around the world as much as it, I mean, even more so is because in America that we have guns. Like, that's mm -hmm. the, pretty much as the only reason that they have not been able to carry out their entire agenda. And one of my, uh, actually a radio show friend of mine, uh, I think somebody asked him once, they're like, well, why would they take the guns? And I think his answer was, well, because they're probably planning on doing something that make you want to shoot them. And so, I mean, if, I mean, if so they haven't I, already. And so, but it's also <laughs> weird that they're then trying to, you know, it's not like it's that weird, they're trying to take away our guns while, you know, we've, not we, but, you know, we've, we've armed ISIS, and then we've armed, you know, obviously before that, Al-Qaeda, then the Taliban, and then now Nazis over in Ukraine. Uh, so it's just like, oh yeah, let's go give a bunch of Nazis in Ukraine, uh, you know, AR-15s and weapons, well, probably not even AR-15s, probably M4s and, and M16s, but then over here, then try to take Americans' guns over here and pull on people's heartstrings. So, I mean, if it wasn't for it, but it's just so important. To save the Children Act? Yeah, I think it's yeah, it's called like, I think it's the save, either save the children or protect the children's act. One of those. I yeah, mean, it's basically like the Patriot Act. Oh yeah, it's so patriotic to spy and and like control the public. The only thing that surprised me about that name is that it hadn't already been taken. I'm like, wait, hadn't they already had like some save the children's act before? There's something else, but you know, in there, uh, I've been just kind of going off memory right now. I mean, it talked about basically getting rid of magazines that were, I think it was above 15 rounds, uh, was one of the things, uh, you know, how to store your gun was going to be regulated by the government, moving the age from 18 to 21. And, uh, and I think it was like expanding red flag gun laws. So obviously the big one would be the gun magazines where I can't remember if it was 10 or 15, but you know, obviously it's a slippery slope. So I think there was a grandfathering in there where you could keep a 30 round magazine. I mean, obviously depending on what state you're in. And then, uh, but you know, obviously it's a slippery slope for, you know, it goes from 30 to then 15 to then 10 to then five to yeah. then, you know, you don't have anything and you know, it's a slippery slope. And then, and then they also want to get rid of ghost guns too, and make it within 30 months, you have to serialize all yeah. the, so last night when we were driving back, I was, it was like a 40 page thing. I was reading on the save the children's act and have, you know, it's just they're, they're all the stuff that you'd expect, but you know, they are very close. I mean, you had several Republicans crossover in the house or, you know, communists that are yeah. basically over there crossover to vote for this and now you have uh you know basically a 50 50 senate 
that you know just takes one or two turncoats in the Senate, like a Mitt Romney or something, and then boom, you know there goes right. uh, one of our rights. So right. Well, and super off topic, but we'll have to do a video on this subject uh, at another time as well. Because again, the reason they're doing that is while we're in desperation times financially, they will go for any uh, possible outcome that they can get where we are unarmed and we are unable to defend ourselves against what's coming. Again, the biggest investment right now is in yourself and as yourself, a free individual based in. Uh, you know, self-sustainability, individual responsibility, um, survival, all extremely important right now, all synonymous and something that you guys, if you aren't thinking about it right now, I mean, you're already a little late in the game, uh, very late in the game, I should say, but um, you, you need to get on this as soon as possible. That's why we have survival food. That's why we have survival resources at Heaven's Harvest on top of the heirloom seeds so that you could go and get you know, water filtration units. That'll be important if you can't get pipe, like water from the taps filled with the fluoride and chlorine poison as it is, um, and they cut you off because you don't have a good social credit score. So many possibilities can come with what's about to happen and also the mRNA foods and all that. Seriously, guys, get on that now. Don't wait until it's too late. Yeah, I mean, jo Josh escaped Canada. I escaped New York. And so, I mean, if you're stuck somewhere, I mean, you know, we're not plants. You're not supposed to just be stuck in the ground. And okay, I was born here, so I'm going to stay here. And so, you know, you have the power to change it. And either you think there's a great reset coming or you don't. And if you think there are, then you should be doing everything you can to save yourself, save your family and, you know, get out of these gigantic cities. Uh, and I'm trying to do everything I can right now to get out of Phoenix, which I would say Phoenix, you know, relative to some other, you know, New York City or LA is a lot better uh, because of the guns. But, you know, you're not a plant. You know, Josh moved from Canada. I moved from New York. Probably two of the worst places you can imagine besides California. And, uh, you know, we did it so others can do it. And, you know, I did it with no money, you know, came here a week after I got married, didn't know anyone down here and was able to build a business down here. And Josh, you know, same thing, didn't have, you know, a ton of money and then was able to make the move and you have it in your power to do you know, change you know basically your history and change what you're doing so I, I figured out that instead of paying rent in Canada I could pay less rent in Las Vegas when I initially moved there and um, I'm in a better place <laughs> so it was like pretty easy it's like okay you have to afford the flight and you um, have to afford some furniture eventually. So I slept on the floor for a, a few weeks. And as you know, it's a you have to make certain sacrifices. And then I sacrificed that to move to Mexico during the pandemic. And then I, uh, you know, I'm still sacrificing these things regularly. I'm not in, entirely sure where I'm going next, but I know that I'm tr I'm trying to my best to be prepared for what's coming in one way, mentally and physically. Eventually, I need to get to that level. But also, um, you know, having long-term storable foods is very important. My shell in Mexico are like just totally stocked with as much flour as I could get because the wheat production is about to completely come to a halt. So again, do everything you can to be prepared. And uh, I appreciate everyone watching. Make sure to check those links below, my friends. Go get funding.com, Patreon, subscribe, sir. We have a PayPal address, we have a Bitcoin address, and we have a Cointree link with multiple different cryptocurrencies that you can donate in if you please. There's many um, different ways that you can help support independent media, and we appreciate it. Uh, we're on Telegram, World Alternative Media. We have a Telegram uh, channel, World Alternative Media Announcements. We have have our newsletter, which is free, www.imband.com. We have a tell, uh, uh, we have a Teespring store, by the way, with a lot of new merchandise on it that you can go and purchase and wear proudly. Of course, we have our amazing affiliates, whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods. We have heavensharvest.com where you could use code WHAM to um, get free shipping anywhere in the United States 
for um, heirloom seeds. Uh, there's non-GMO uh, storable foods. There's uh, water filtration units. There's lots of survival um, resources there as well. So go to that website linked in the description below. Of course, we have rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. Get your apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. Of course, you could come out to the Red Pill Expo 2022, July 9th to 10th in Indianapolis, Indiana. I hope to see you there. G. Edward Griffin, people like Dr. David Martin, many more people are going to be speaking at that event. I hope to see you there. Use the, the link below the video, and um, that will be your affiliate link, and you'll be able to uh, save money on those tickets. Of course, uh, we are now on band.video. We're on Rockfin, where we have exclusive content going up, as, assuming that you uh, pay the, the toll to um, go on there, which is pretty low, my friends, and you can access a ton of content on there by paying a small price. Um, of course, we are uh, also on Spotify, Pod, Podbean, worldaltmedia.podbean.com. Uh, there, there's so many different podcast sites that we are currently on, so make sure to check the links below for that as well. And of course, we're on BitChute Odyssey, Rumble and Brighteon, World Alternative Media. Uh, Tim is at the Liberty Advisor on most of the alternative sites, so go and subscribe to him as well. And of course, we're on Hive, Steemit, and Float.app at, at Josh Sigurdsson, as well as, um, of course, the bad guys, TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, as well as Twitter and Getter at, at World Alt Media. Hit the like button, share on social media, my friends. I hope to see you soon. Until next time, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change. I'm sure you have already changed people's minds in your young age because you're involved and I like that. Wow, 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 wow,